Welcome everyone to Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. And on today's episode, I'm going to talk about MLW Kings of Coliseum 2022, featuring the main event of Alexander Hammerstone defending the MLW Championship against Richard Holiday. Um, uh, excuse my voice, I've been battling a head cold. It's been going around the, the kids' schools and the kids and got to me and um, if you heard the fight game media uh, fight game podcast on the Wrestling Observer site uh, that just dropped um, when you're listening to this a few days ago, and I had a, a very raspy voice then, and I got through it. So I'm gonna try to get through this episode as well. Um, I've been getting a lot better. It's just it's just I still got this this voice. So um, so yeah. So I apologize, but. Uh, Hopefully by next week the my voice will be went back to normal. So maybe maybe you'll like this. I don't know. Some people say they like this voice. I don't know. It can be crap. Anyways, um, like I said, I'm covering MLW Keys of Coliseum 2022, and the reason why I'm covering MLW, I was just thinking about you know I was thinking about what I'm going to cover, and I was thinking about who I haven't watched in a while. Then I for some reason MLW came up, but I was thinking of scrolling through Twitter. And I saw, uh, uh, you know, Hammerstone come up on my Twitter feed. And I was like, yeah, what, what the hell's going on with MOW? I just feel like haven't heard much. Um, and I said, yeah, so I'm going to check it out. So I went to YouTube to see on the uh, MOW uh, YouTube page to see what they have going on. And, and the most recent episode was this episode, but it was like posted three months ago. And I was like, man, I think they done or and i know they had a hiatus because of the pandemic and you know a lot of people did and but i was like oh i thought they were still i thought i saw some stuff and and there has been shows like they just did a show in, in september that they filmed and i don't know what they're going to do with that show or obviously they can i don't know how they're going to release at least it coming up but and they're having a, a show coming up i think i believe in november um, a big taping. I think I just saw that on the Wrestling Observer um, uh, website. So, but it was just interesting to me. Like the most recent episode was like from from three months ago. It was this episode, and I was like, "That's strange." But I have it's been a while since I watched you know MLW, and so I, I wanted to give it a shot again. You know, then the main event was Alexander Hammerstone and versus Richard Holiday. And I really, I really like both guys a lot, especially Alexander Hammerstone who. Who I got to work with in Premiere and also in uh, uh, APW. I think we brought him in uh, one time in APW, and he did a tremendous job. And, and him and Jacob Fatu, I remember having a really great match. I think, in my opinion, um, Jacob, Jacob Fatu's best match in my time of booking APW. Um, I just thought it was just a very uh, well well put together match from Hammerstone, who was the heel in that match and calling the match really featuring Jacob's uh, best of what he does with his, um, you know, his high flying for such a big man. And also from, you know, you know, as the baby face. And I thought, I thought Hammerstone was just a great heel bumping around for him, making Jacob Hatu look like a million bucks. I mean, it was, it was a, I really love that match. It just really made me, Happy to see the, the growth of Alexander Hammerstone because when I booked him for a, a premiere, excuse me, he was still very green, but the talent was there. You know, the potential was there. And I'm so glad he's meeting that potential. Um, so 
I'm like, yeah, fuck. I'm gonna cover this. Up. I'm gonna cover this episode, and because I want to see uh, Alex Hammerstone work. I like his work, and I want to. And I like Richard Holiday. I liked. The, I liked when they were together as a group with MJF and MLW. Um, I thought that was one of the best six man tag teams out there. And when MJF went to AW, I was like, God, they could get Hammerstone and Richard Holiday to come along with him. That that's that's. They're such a great act together, and I hope that could happen in the future. You know, I'm sure. You know, I don't know how. I know Hammerstone does have a. I don't know how much he signed, but I think it was like for a few more years with MLW. But shit, man, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm like here, here, Court Bauer. I'm paying off. You know, what can I do to get Hammerstone here in AW? Right, like fuck the Chuck Taylors. <sighs> Trent Beretta's the world. These a lot of these guys just 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 being an anchor to that show. They don't add anything, and you know, bring in fucking main event player. I mean, I'll, you know, Hammerstone to me is a main event guy. He's a you know, he's a young, still a very young guy that you can grow and that you can build on, and has great chemistry already with you know, as we've seen with MJF. It's just just a perfect fit you know like those those if you know when aw started you know, a guy like Hairstone was the guy that was on my mind i would go get you know not chuck taylor i mean i'm just i'm not trying to single out him but you know this i mean why you know like his guy has a a, a, a pretty good contract and he's on national television and and it just looks like he doesn't even care you know it looks like he should be you know ripping tickets at the movie theater um you know, instead of being a professional wrestler, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm bagging them hard, but that's just the way it is when I watch it. When I watch this guy, just watching this past Wednesday, just sucking up the joint, being in bad position, just being a, just a, just a, you know, a waste of time. And and you have this guy Hammerstone. I you know he is. He's a contract with W. I don't know how much it is, but I'm not sure. I'm, I'm guessing AEW does pay. I'm sure of it. Way more than MLW and. I, you know, I think he sh- should be there. He should be there on my television on TNT or TBS. You know, we shouldn't be looking at the t- Chuck Taylors of the world, you know, just just there, you know, getting a charity case contract because he's, you know, friends with, you know, Orange Cassidy and the other goofballs on the roster. Like, he, you know, it's just it's so frustrating. But anyways, I don't want to go on this long tirade about that. But, you know, I just, it's just like, Get frustrated. I see like just A plus talent like Hammerstone. You know, I'm not I'm not knocking MLW. You know, I you know, I actually like MLW. I think they do, you know, they do a good job. It's a well produced show. It's very professional looking. I love the graphics. I love um, you know, I mean if it was on TV and you're scrolling your television, you click on wrestling, what's checking this out? Like you it's not an embarrassing uh production. You know, it doesn't look low red. It looks it looks a good quality um, show. You know, and the wrestling, uh, there's some issues there. But when it comes to like you know, you know, getting a fan to stop and check it out, like they they always probably stick around a little bit. You know, because of the how how professional it does look. And I liked MLW for a while. I was watching it. I was kind of watching most of the episodes. You know, with with when that filthy Tom Lawler there and. And of course, when I said Hammerstone was there with MJF, and 
uh, you know, Jeff Cobb did a couple shots there. They, they, they were onto some cool stuff, but then they, they would get really funky with stuff. And I kind of just got out of MOW, just kind of stopped watching because, you know, busy with other stuff and um, just not just other stuff to watch in wrestling, but just, you know, busy just, you know, with my family life. It's just hard to just sit there and watch everything, you know? I got a family. You know, it's hard to sit there and watch hours and hours of wrestling. And like I used to in the past when I, you know, didn't have all this responsibility. So so I had to pick and choose my time wisely. Um yeah, but I did check in like man, a few months ago or during the whole like I'm like, what? It's MLW bringing back Caesar Duran from Lucha Underground. Like, what the hell's up with that? So I checked it out and bizarre. This was totally wacky. You know, it's totally not my thing. I was not a fan of Lucha Underground. Um, I respect the how much it became a launching pad for a lot of these guys. Uh Jeff Cobb, Ray Phoenix, uh uh King Cuerno, you know, uh, Santos Escobar, you know, et cetera, you know, Penta, Pentagon Jr. Like it really springboard a lot of these guys out there and, 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 and got the attention of, you know, you know, a lot of these fans, a lot of the, you know, all the indies were booking, we were, but we were booking these guys to NAPW at the time. Um, so it did that springboard, you know, a lot of guys' careers. So I, I respect Lucha Underground for that, but at the same time, it's like, shit, the product was just a, it's goofy. I, mean, I just couldn't get into it. It's not my, not my thing, really. I'd watch. I'd, I'd mostly watch just to watch, you know, Jeff Cobb because, you know, uh, I've known him for a very long time, and I always like to check in to see what he's doing. And, and you know, at the time, that was, like, you know, his big first big contract. And, you know, he did a great job as Matanza. And so, um, and now he's just doing a tremendous job as, in New Japan and, and killing it. So, so I was, but when I, I saw them bringing back Lucha Underground, it was such a little niche of a, of a fan base that, you know, I don't know what it was going to add. I think other than just like get some attention real quick, like Lucha Underground, they're doing stuff with Lucha Underground kind of thing. Oh, let's check it out. And it's just like Lucha Underground is just not going to last long, right? So I watched the episode of Lucha Underground stuff and I was like, eh, this is, eh, I'll check back with you later, MLW. And here we are. Now I'm checking it out again. So. Um, this match, this show here was King of Coliseum. Um, this episode premiered on July 14th. Um, and it was a three match show. It's a quick hour of wrestling, easy watch. Um, and it was okay. That's how it kind of came out of it. I was expecting, I was expecting like, okay, this is, this is going to, this, this could potentially get me back into it, you know, especially with that main event with Hammerstone versus Holiday. And right off the bat on this episode, they have this great video package. Like I said it before, MLW has a great production team for their, you know, for their budget. I mean, they really, they really do a great job. And in the video package, talking about the history between Alexander Hammerstone and Richard Holiday, and as their team with MGF and their success they both had within MLW to to the breakup and to what brought us to this main event match on this episode, really well done, and it really got me invested right off the bat, and also got got me feel it gave it gave me like I'm about to see a big match. 
Like, give me that big match feel. Like, I, okay, I, I'm I'm definitely going to stick around for this. Definitely going to stick around for this matchup. I'm glad I made this choice, right? So, so I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling this is good. This is good stuff. And then we have the opening match. Match number one, MOW Women's Featherweight Division. Brittany Blake is a heel versus Zoe Sky. And I remember seeing Brick Brittany Blake once before in MLW. I think she wrestled Demi Exo, I think her name is, or something like that. And it was just whew, like one of those matches that's so bad, you're like, it's one of those I'd be like, you know what? We can't air that. We just can't even air this match at all. But they did. I mean, I know you gotta fill time, but fuck, I would have put a black screen up than that match. It was that was how bad it was, right? So Brittany Bay comes out and you know they're talking about her credentials and everything, and she's you know, wrestled all over the world. She's wrestled in Japan. I'm like, okay, well, we'll, we'll see some improvement, man. You know, maybe she said, you know, maybe it's just a bad night in the office last time I saw her. Out came Zoe, uh, Zoe Sky, and good looks, smaller wrestler, great shape, uh, looked like a like a like a like a spark plug. Okay, okay, I like her look. I dig it. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. And not great. This is a cold match, right? Cold match. There was no video package to say there's history between these people or these two individuals. And it's a grudge. It's just a cold match in the featherweight women's division, right? Nothing wrong with that either. You know, cold matches is not a bad term. You know, there's matches that just happen, right? Like there's a day they're happy because people are winning matches to, to, uh, to move up the rankings. So Zoe Sky, she, you know, Jumps on the top rope, and and there's Brittany Brittany Blake just looking at her, and Zoe Stark just comes to the top rope and hits a flying drop kick. And just jump starts this thing. Why? Who the fuck knows? I don't know why the jump start this match. I don't know why a cold match needs a jump start like this. It makes no damn sense. And because you do a jump start like this, especially like I've seen this jump start happen before. And uh, uh, I don't want to call it a famous match, but the tournament's pretty famous. The uh, Super J Cup 1995. Really good tournament. Highly recommend it. Um, if you haven't seen it, uh, you know, 1994 is the, you know, the, Top of the line when it comes to tournaments, junior heavyweight tournaments, but Wars Super J nineteen eighty five is 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 tremendous as well. And one of my favorite matches of that show is Grand Naniwa from Michidoku Pro taking on the legend Jushin Thunder Liger. And Liger, you know, Liger from New Japan, legendary Japanese wrestler Naniwa. Exciting young wrestler from Michinoku Pro from a very small area in Japan, small island in Japan, small sector of Japan, whatever. I know Justin Nipper's going to correct me. <laughs> no, and I deserve it. But, you know, very small indie, basically, right? Though they were getting some some buzz because of the Lucha Libre style they were doing and the high flying and all, all that stuff. And... Liger comes up, you know, he gets in the ring, goes on the top rope, does his, waves his hands to the crowd. People are like, yay. And Grand Aniwa 
just runs at him, throws a drop kick, drops him off the top rope. Liger takes him off the floor. And and Nani was on Liger, right? And I loved that start because Naniwa is this young gun. He's not favored to win this match against a legend like Liger. He knows this. He needs to do something that's going to give him the advantage. He needs to just, just, you know, hit him quick, hit him early. And that's what he did. Right? And I just love that story that they told. They told a great story in that match. Liger won, of course. But people respected Naniwa for what he did. I love Naniwa. He was a fun, the crab guy to the crab thing. I loved him. One of my favorites of Michidoka Prototype. I just love that match. Go check that match out. It's really good. But here we're just having a jump start just because they want to start hot. Start with wrestling. Start with the lockup. Start with, you know, start with some chain wrestling. Start with a fucking better match, honestly. Better workers on this show. I mean, Zoe Sky, I see a lot of potential in her. But Brittany Blake, man, I just... I did not see any improvement from what they were talking about. Going to Japan, all that stuff. I mean, I mean, did she go on a trip to Japan? Did she go buy a ticket to the Tokyo Dome to watch, you know, Wrestle Kingdom? Like, what happened here? This match was like first day after graduating wrestling school match. Like, just, just choreographed, slow moving. Going a mile, they're going a mile a minute, but slow, and you can just kind of see everything set up and where they're going. Um, at one point, Brittany Blake comes off the top rope with like, and she, you know, Zoe Stark, uh, Zoe Stark, I want to say Zoe Stark, Zoe Sky moves out of the way, and Brittany you know, lands on her feet, does a little somersault, right? And she comes up, up Brittany comes up off the somersault and just stands there. Looking straight straight out to the crowd. Not turning around her opponent. Like, just looking straight. And then Zoe's guy comes up from behind and, and hits her German suplex. And it's such like, what? The? Oh, man, man. I was like, oh, no. This match. End it. And it did soon end after that. And Brittany Blake won. I'm like, Brittany Blake, why don't you put Zoe Sky on? At least she has something. She has something. She has spunk. She has fire. Great look. Um, you know, I want to see Zoe Sky, but I want to see her work, good workers. You know, I want to see her with a veteran. I want to see that. You know, I would book Zoe Sky, but I would make sure I have her in there with a solid worker to kind of, you know, help her out and 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 have a nice cohesive match. But this was just this was not good. This was another match that just, just could have just done the ECW Paul Heyman thing, fucking edit down, show quick highlight, and just be done with it. Like it was, this was like this almost like said, "Fuck it, I'm not. Well, I'm gonna watch something else." You know, but I stuck with it because I want to watch Hammerstone. I want to watch Richard Holiday's match. Right? They have a promo with Richard Holiday and. Alicia Toot. And last time I saw Alicia Toot, she was the uh, um, backstage interview for MLW. And you know, she turned on Hammerstone as well, went with Holiday. Now they're together. And they, they make a good good package, good look. I like it together. And Holiday cut a really good promo. Um, I kind of wish he had a little more 
I don't know, body charisma to the promo a little bit. He was kind of just staring straight, but maybe that was what he was trying to go for. Maybe just being like he's just, he's just focused and making a point, like trying to make the point to Hammerstone what he's going to do is and win the championship. But I don't know. I just I just felt like sometimes it was almost like a memorization, you know. But I it was it was a good promo. And like I said, I like that. I like that um, package together. Alicia Toot and um, Richard Holiday together. So, so yeah, that that so far I'm like, okay, they got me back into it. Thank you, Richard Holiday. Thank you so much for you know getting me back into. It. Okay, I'm back. Okay, that was you know that first match. Let's just try to like you know wash the stank off, and then let's let's get back to some 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 business here, right? Before I get to the next match, I want to talk about some business. I want to talk about Fight Game Media Plus Patreon, our Patreon, five dollars a month. You get. Tons of great content covering pro wrestling, boxing, MMA. Uh, we have my show and Gary Gonzalez's show, our Raw 1998 review. We've been going through and reviewing all of Raw's from 1998, plus the pay-per-views. We just covered Judgment Day, which featured uh, Kane and The Undertaker for the held-up WF title with special Refer- guest referee, not special guest, he was forced to be the referee by the evil Vince McMahon, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I never saw his pay per view ever, so it was it was interesting to go back looking at it. So, um, so that was fun. And we have a lot of other great shows. We have Brace for Impact podcast, talking about Impact Wrestling, probably the best, in my opinion, the best Impact Wrestling podcast out there with uh, Mike Gilbert and JD Oliva. Um, here on this free feed. That you're listening to Take It Home Podcast on. They have the review of the television show of, of, of Impact Wrestling. But on the Patreon is where they have all the news, all the happenings of Impact Wrestling. So check that out. There's the AEW uh, Dynamite show right after, about you know, maybe a few hours, maybe an hour or so after Dynamite airs. Um, it's up and it's, you know, Jeff Hawkins and Paul Fontaine covering AEW Dynamite show from that Wednesday, and I, I it's an entertaining listen because with Paul and Jeff, and I highly recommend it. Um, either you're, if if you're a fan of AEW, you would love it. Even if you're not a fan of AEW, I think you would just get a kick out of it because they they they're they're hilarious and they have really great chemistry. I really enjoy their show. If you like Joshi wrestling, we got a very popular uh, podcast on our Patreon, Five Star Joshi Podcast with Scott. I mean, I, if <laughs> He's into everything with the uh, Japanese women wrestling. He has, he knows it all. He's covering it. It's, uh, I mean, he's so passionate. Um, and if you're passionate about Joshi wrestling, check it out. I think you're really gonna, I think you're really gonna like our podcast. You're gonna love the Patreon. It's five dollars a month. Gives a shot. Five dollars for one month, and you know, not for you. It's not for you. I get it. I totally get it. But just you know, kind of kick back on uh, maybe a. Uh, one of those uh, special little treats you get and just throw it to the I gave me the Patreon plus and I think you're going to really enjoy it. All right. Enough enough that business. Let's talk about Keys of Coliseum 20, 2022 here. MLW. Match number two. ACH versus match Matt Cross. And I was like, this is going to be really good or just fine. It was just fine. It was what you expect from these guys. It was the, the it was a perfect example of a modern day wrestling match. Two athletic guys doing some athletic moves with no emotion or even body language, you know, or trying to convince you to win a contest. It just 
you know, these guys are just really good athletes. And, you know, again, very choreographed. But unlike the previous match, this is with, you know, uh, better athletes and with better timing and more experience. Um, <laughs> one of the commentators said that Matt Cross is a human video game come to life. <laughs> That's pretty much this was it was. This was this was a video game match. It, re- it really was. Um, it was a perfect call to really exp- uh, um, talk about this match, what it is. Uh, like I said, moves were well executed, but just no real investment as a viewer watching it. Um, Cross won with a shooting star press, and you know that was that. That was basically it. You know, um, yeah, it happened. Some cool moves, and that's it. I mean, it's just, just it was kind of a, you know, didn't feel like a struggle at all. Just felt like guys doing moves. Couldn't get into it. But follow that was a great promo for Alexander Hammerstone. Uh, so this guy, like I said, this guy looks like a million bucks. He can talk. He can work. Like, come on, dude. Tony Khan, you have all this money. You're, you're hiring all these fucking dudes. Just, you know, here and there. And this person, that person. Sign Alexander Hammerstone, man. Just drop off a big load of money. On Corp Bauer's uh, doorstep and be like, dude, I want Alexander Hamstone. Here you go. You know, <laughs> I think you could work it out. I really think you could. And, you know, by the way, I'll throw some money and get Richard Holiday as well. And, you know, bring Alicia Tudor as well because they, they get a good package. So, but Hamstone got a great promo, man. He, it was just really well. I mean, talking about like, it was a perfect promo building this upcoming title match just talking about Richard Holiday just get nervous as they get closer to the match time again shaking his boots and getting sweating and just perfect stuff man I love this promo let's get on now I'm fired up all right dude this is what I'm this is why I watched this episode I'm ready for this world title match right out comes Richard Holiday Alicia too Holiday's wearing this uh uh this white sport coat that he beat up Hammerstone in and bloodied up Hammerstone. There's blood on the coat. So great, great visual. Alicia toots with him. She's, you know, like I said, they make a great package together. Both two very attractive human beings. It just works, man. It just, this is, I, I always liked Holiday, but I really liked them together. I think that was this great move by MLW. Um, and, you know, I think too definitely inexperienced a little bit as a, a valet, but I think she could be a good one with more experience and, and um, you know, she gets her timing down on stuff, but she, she, she did a good job. And now came out, Alex got Harrison. Like I said, looks like a million bucks. You know, he, he instantly connects to this crowd. He, you know, he, he gets, he's, he's looking at it. He's coming out. He's, he's connecting, right? He's getting the ring. He's firing people up. People are cheering for him. Like the, you know, he gets it, man. He gets it. And this match, overall, ended up being a good match. Other than the finish, which I'm going to get to. But the until then, it was a good match. But something was missing. That big-time title match feel that I was ex- looking forward to with the video packages and the promos. This match didn't live up to that. It's... You know, right away they they start throwing punches, which is which is 
which is fine because there's a, there's a there's obviously a, a, a big issue here, and, I, and I'm I'm cool with that. But also, with man, Holiday could have done like this is a Bisco stall, really build the heat up, get people really all in, you fired up and hate. Yeah, come on, get in there, you pussy. Yeah, you know, yada yada. Hammerstone get, has enough chases after him. Blah, blah, you know, like they could have done that, but they went right to the punches. Boom, 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 onto the floor. And they're they're on the floor for a good while. You know, I was counting the 30 seconds on the floor. And at one point, Holiday puts Alicia Toot in front of him as a shield. The old Macho Man Randy Savage, Elizabeth spot. Holiday, of course, takes advantage of that. Because, you know, Hamster's not going to hit a lady. And he hits a Russian leg sweep on the floor. And they're both down. And they cut to a commercial break. They, 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 I mean, I know it's on YouTube, but they're pitching to a commercial break because this is going to be on some television station somewhere in one of their various different, you know, television streaming services they're on and all that stuff, right? On a two guys down the floor, he got to the commercial break then? Like, why? Why? So, you're, like, you're already telling us, like, oh, don't worry about it. They'll, they'll be back. They're not going to get counted out. They should have got counted out because it's been out there for fucking 30 seconds. I hate that when the guys disregard the count. You can work around with it, right? And the referees, he just, he, he did a little bit, but not enough to really stretch it out to get these and protect these guys. But at the same time, like, hey, it doesn't take hard to kind of dip in the ring, guys. To fucking break the count of the ref, at least try that. You just show that hey, you know you don't want to get you're not trying, not trying to get counted out, but you're trying to get the you're trying to get your opponent. So I you know a little disappointed there. Uh, back from break, Hammerstone's in control, but finally gets you know Holiday gets cut off and starts working on Hammerstone's ankle. Hammerstone, of course, when he won the title from Jacob Fatu in that match, doing a pump kick. On his uh, his ankle that he's uh, landed on, he, he tweaked it and had a really big old freaking, I don't know if it's broken or just sprained. It was a nasty big swollen ankle. Must have, I think he did break it. Um, so part of the story, that part of the story, you know, holidays working on it, doing like a, a the Garvin stomp on it and, you know, et cetera. And holidays, he was was good but i think it could have been a little more vicious like i was wait i kept waiting for him to switch a gear it's never never did it was just it was it was okay but i wanted him to really get on it get nastier you know you know show that violence without using chairs without you know doing stupid stuff like that like get get more violent with it like you know, wrap the ankle around the bottom rope and start twisting and yanking on it you know uh just getting just and showing some more body language like you're just trying to just rip this ankle off it was it is just it was just like like they're working they weren't work they're working on like a, i felt like a cold match and it was a big time world title match at this point with the heat like it just it didn't feel like main event World Championship match, he'll give him the heat, the babies. That's why. That's why. That's how I felt. Um, soon, you know, Hammerstone's making a comeback, gets him up some kind of fireman carry deal, swings around, and the referee gets hit barely, and he takes this a big old exaggerated bump to the floor. Right? Looked like shit. The crowd booed because it looked like shit. And here comes uh, Caesar Duran and some fat 
referee in the mask and you know he comes out and of course the heel ref deal and holiday has a chair and he's gonna turn his back on what holiday's gonna do with the chair and it's just I'm like what the hell is this dude are we in what is this i didn't know vince russo was booking mlw so now i'm like oh god this stuff right like this is old stuff old stuff man crowd didn't like it crowd just like uh grizz grown it was grown right they're all just groaning out there you can hear them and the referee the original referee stops the mask heel referee and you know i'm the i'm the official you know this is my match i don't care what Caesar duran says because i guess Caesar Duran's like the commissioner or whatever and he the referee kicks that, you know, throw, throws that referee out with the mask, the heel referee, and, and you know, Hammerstone ends up winning the match. And it's just, what a bummer, man. You know, I was really expecting more from these guys. Maybe more is coming. Maybe more is coming. Maybe there's a cage match or something like that. But, oh, man. Like, instead of, like, honestly, instead of having that opening women's match that was horrible, they could have just kind of, had the two matches, ACH and Matt Cross, and then it give them more time for these guys to have it tell, tell more of a story with this match. This match only went like nine minutes, maybe close, maybe nine and a half, but um, you know, give them more time, give them an extra five, you know, to really tell a story. And you could do a more creative finish than this. This was just Monday Night Wars, or actually more what. TNA wrestling from the Jeff Jarrett, you know, era when, you know, heel referees and all that stuff. It's just so, today, like, people want clean finishes for the most part, but you could do fuck finishes with the heels. You, you could just be a little more creative. You have Alicia Toot out there. Um, you know, she tried to get, you know, she... <laughs> she at one point, she leaves her shoe in the ring and she goes to distract the referee. And... What cracks me up is like she puts it right in the middle. Like she could, she could have like hit it in the corner more, but she does it right in the middle. I'm sure they directed her that so the camera can pick it up. But as she puts it in the middle on the on the ring on the apron, right between you know, in the middle of the ring and between the ropes, you know, under the ropes, but in the middle, she starts running around to the other side to jump on the apron to ref to um, distract the ref. So you got to be very confident that ref won't see that fucking shoe there while you trot around. You know, not like she was like the flash and quickly on top of the, the apron the side. She's, you know, she had to run a little. She took a little while to run that little pencil skirt of hers, right? So it just looked fake and set up and just bullshit. And, and that's what, you know, so honestly, it's kind of a ho-hum episode. And I was pretty bummed about that because... Uh, maybe my expectations were way too high for the main event, but hey, man, the way I, the way I see Alexander Hammerstone, I, 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 I expect you know high expectations from him, you know, and I just think they're kind of handcuffed by the booking here. Really, I think with better booking, they would deliver the match that I was expecting, you know, and because I, I think they're both really talented guys, and I think they're both talented enough to be on uh, prime time. And I hope one day they are. And I think they will because, you know, these guys are good and they deserve it. You know, you know, 
Slim J and AEW. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he has a job, but I get, you know, fuck, whatever. Anyways, just, and I'm, you know what? I'm talking about AEW, but fucking WWE too as well, you know? Hammerstone, Holiday, get these guys, you know? And, and that could happen possibly soon. So, anyways, thank you for listening to Take It Home Podcast. Again, I apologize for my raspy voice, you know, being a bit under weather, though I'm in on the mend. Actually, I sound a lot better than I did on Wednesday's recording. And like I said, by next week, I should be good to go. And uh, for another episode of Take It Home Podcast. So, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's LaRockaJL. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Let me know what you want me to cover. Is there another show out there that you want to cover? A match or something? Just shoot me a shoot me a uh, a message there on Twitter. Um, I know I got a lot of good feedback on last week's show on the Maple Leaf Gardens for 1998 WWF. A lot of a lot of retro shows are getting you know getting a lot of comments about the retro show, which is really cool. Uh, uh, someone suggested maybe something from. The 90s, you know, WCW, so, or maybe with War Games coming up in Survivor Series, maybe do like one of the War Games episodes, so, I'm gonna look at, um, maybe something from WCW, maybe next week, possibly, but well, we'll see what happens, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll wait for more suggestions, so, everyone, thanks for listening, have a great weekend, take care, and be safe. <laughs>